Welcome to Mystical Heart Oracle, your guide to plant medicine, holistic healing, and all things spiritual exploration. I'm Sinclair Fleetwood, your spiritual coach, ceremonialist, and psychedelic integration queen. Join me on a journey to connect with your soul mission, be authentic AF, and learn how to do practical magic so you can create a thriving, fulfilling life that feels really good. Your heart is wise and you belong here. Hello, family. Welcome to the show. I'm Sinclair. So happy to be here with you. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with me each week as we dig into the practical, the mystical, the magical, all the spirit stuff that make you feel better. The point of all of this is to feel better, right? Why are we going on these psychedelic journeys? Why are we going on these spirit quests, vision quests? Why are we doing all this work to open our hearts? Because we want to feel better. We want to be our best selves. We want to feel connected to spirit. And I felt super connected to spirit today when I was walking in the woods. It's February. It's the middle of February. We still got a ways. Winter has not let us let us out yet <laughs> of her wintry of her wintry grasp. And it's been kind of warm. And so I noticed today on my walk, there are baby baby buds popping out little nibbins little nubbins of green and I'm looking at the ground and like all these little tendrils are coming up and I'm just like the amount of joy I mean the thrill that I got from this it was my whole body was like so excited just seeing a carpet of green when it's been so brown and dead for so many months it, it felt like the earth kissed me in on the mouth. Like, <laughs> that's how I felt. I had, if somebody had told me years ago how thrilled I would get from nature and like the early buds of spring, I would have laughed in their face. Um, but this is the kind of stuff that thrills me now. I'm, I'm, I'm floored by it. I love it. And I feel so grateful to have the capacity to notice the changes in nature and to notice the tiny little differences and to take so much pleasure and joy in it. I mean, I had to rewire my brain to be able to even do this because I used to not feel pleasure in anything. So it feels like such a gift to look around and be like, oh my God, it's so beautiful, so magical. Just going outside makes me in a good mood. It's it's the best. It's the best feeling. And you know it's 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 a it's a road to get to a place like this. It's a road I didn't I didn't know that I would ever be able to do this, you know, not too long ago. I was suffering a lot. I was in a lot of pain. I, I had kind of lost my ability to enjoy and feel pleasure. And I don't know if you know this about me after listening to the show a little bit, but I'm kind of a nerd. I'm kind of a, a little bit nerdy. I enjoy digging into the nuances of this work. I, I It fascinates me to see how integration and and like what happens to people when they work with plant medicine and when they are finding spirituality and when they start to shift their belief system, their values, you know, the way that they talk to themselves, the, the inner dialogue, the releasing, you know, labels and memberships in groups that don't align and like shedding all the shit that doesn't belong. And then and then digging into the treasure that's inside of you with the help of, well, all the tools, you know, I find it fascinating to investigate, like, what does this look like for people? 
What does integration actually look like? What does plant medicine work actually look like? What does following the spiritual path actually look like? It's not going to drum circles and wearing beads. Like it's deep. It's we're not talking about that stuff. I'm not knocking your drum circle people, but it's more than that. It has to be, it has to be more. It has to be bigger. It's got to be heart opening. It has to be authentic. It has to be real. That's what I'm interested in. And in that, with that intention, that is what I am here to do when I make the show is to explore these concepts that come and make themselves known to me. And a lot of them come through my experience in my life. And a lot of them come through clients that I'm working with. And often it's both. <laughs> it's almost always both at the same time, or I'll go through something. And then a few months later, I'll get a client that has the same exact thing. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, haha, I know how to do this. Let's walk through this. I've been here. I know this. Let's do it. So along those lines, today's episode is about the sacred witness. What is what is the sacred witness? I use the word sacred a lot. I mean, the, the definition of sacred is like important, meaningful, special, exalted, holy. Uh, it's a really a word I had no connection with for most of my life. And now that I'm doing spiritual work, I find myself using it a lot because so many things feel sacred to me. They, they feel so important and in need of attention and reverence. And um, so you'll hear me use that word a lot. And it's because I find sacredness delicious. I find respect delicious. I want to Im imbibe my life with ceremony. Uh, and to me, the way that you do that is creating ritual and sacredness and being in reverence and giving respect and paying attention and using intention and just walking through life like everything is is magical and wonderful and everything is a miracle, you know? So that's why I'm always calling things sacred. So you're welcome. <laughs> so the sacred witness is the observer, you know, in meditation practice. And my experience of that personally is that there is a presence in us, a calm, wise, sage part of us, each of us, who's just watching all of this. <laughs> and Abraham Hicks calls it your inner being. You might hear it called your highest self. It's the, it's the sacred, holy, all-knowing, almighty, all that is part of you. You know, you, a lot of, and a lot of people believe that we are pieces of that incarnate, you know, that we incarnated into this flesh and that there's a bigger part of us that's, that's watching over us and uh, witnessing us. And if you've gotten into meditation in any kind of deep way, you get that, you get that experience. And that's actually the purpose to do meditation is so you can get that distance between identifying with your ego and your your small self uh and that's all there is or recognizing that the ego is just one of the many many parts of you and uh it's not who you are there's some there's some wise force behind it lately for me the sacred witness has been appearing as this this future crone wise crone version of me you know my my most witchy, most elder self, like 
kind of kind of standing and I met her in a mushroom ceremony and she's been with me ever since this is about a year ago and uh she's sort of my my guide my mint my mentor I often when I'm feeling overwhelmed or wanting to put some space between something that's happening and like a reaction you know uh I want to respond instead of react I will call on her and draw that, you know, kind of quiet wisdom because she's observed me my whole life. She's been through everything and she's calling me from the future, telling me, let's do this gently. Let's do this with grace. Let's be in our power. And she inspires me to be in my power. And uh, the sacred witness is this, it's a way of relating to yourself It's a way of being in your higher consciousness and watching. Alan Watts talks about this, like so many, so many spiritual teachers talk about the, the sacred witness, the, the observer that, that there is a part of you that when you become truly aware and connected to yourself, you see sort of the habit energy and the automatic, you know, the personality the stories, the trauma, whatever it is, the, the hamster wheel of you. <laughs> and then there's something behind it. There's something around it. There's something that can be there witnessing it without doing anything about it. And we don't talk about this very much because it's, 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 kind of it's kind of a difficult concept to understand if you haven't felt it in yourself. Um, people are like, I don't understand this. Like, I'm just me. What are you talking about? And this, this is a thing that you can think about as a person who is maybe you're working with psychedelics, you're working with plant medicine, meditation, yoga, The, the concept of the sacred witness is in, it's in Christianity, it's in Hinduism, it's in Buddhism, it's in Taoism. In Buddhism, it's observing the mind and the body and coming back to center, coming back to just being in awareness of the breath, to disconnect the thought process, to cease identifying with the stories, um, to develop insights into the true nature of reality, and to ultimately transcend the cycle of suffering, right? And in Hinduism, they believe there is a true self. And the word for that is Atman. It's the eternal witness observing, you know, the fluctuations of the mind and the changing experiences of being alive. And encouraging identification with the witness consciousness rather than with the ego. And if you can identify as the witness, that's how you attain liberation, which is called moksha. I really love this because this is this is my experience of how it's worked for me. There are versions of this in so many different areas. Rational recovery is one um, where you separate the behavior from who you are, you know, like the addictive behavior is not you. That is a version of the sacred witness. In Taoism, it's called Wu Wei, I think is how you say it. Um, it's like effortless action. Uh, acting in alignment with the natural flow of life without imposing your ego or will on the situation. Um, 
you know, attuning to the Tao, the underlying harmony of everything. It's, there's so many beautiful examples of this. Religion is just one place. There's so many different spiritual areas where this comes through as well. The way that it looks on the ground in like day-to-day life is different for everyone. It's this place that you can start to be in as you're becoming more conscious of your patterns and behaviors, especially ones that you don't want. So addictions, like things that you do on autopilot or ways that you react, you know, if you have a fight with your partner or something, you, the thing happens, whatever it is, you eat a, you eat a bag of Doritos, you get in a screaming fight with your, with your dad, you stay up super late watching TV when you want to be sleeping, like you go out drinking when you are not wanting to do that, you know, all these different, different things that happen. How do you recognize the sacred witness when it's showing up for you? First of all, is it all about observing? You can also think of, of this as the sacred observer. What, is, what does a witness do? What does a, an observer do? They are present. They are observing, you know, the thoughts, emotions, experiences, but there's no judgment there. There's no attaching, you know, labels or criticism or worry or anxiety or anything. There's nothing attached. It's just... It is what it is. I see you. I am witnessing you. Instead of getting caught up in the the story, the narrative of of what's going on to the mind, and then automatically reacting to that. And like, I mean, do you know how many things we just go off on and tell ourselves and make up stories and like tell ourselves that aren't even true? When you start watching yourself do this, you're just like, oh my God, I'm living in my own private soap opera. Wow. You are in sacred witness energy when you are cultivating a non-judgmental awareness of what's happening within you without having to change it. You're just watching it. You're just there. You're just present. You're just sick. You're rocking with it. Just this action, this witnessing yourself. You'll hear this a lot in spiritual circles. People are like, I see you. I see you. When you say that to someone, I see you. What you're saying is, I am here. I am I am giving you my presence, my attention, and I'm being the sacred witness for you. Because sometimes we need someone else to witness us. We need to be witnessed in our pain. We need to be witnessed in our suffering. We need to be witnessed in our ridiculousness, in our stories, in our all the ways that we get tied up in knots. Sometimes, I mean, that's really part of why we need coaching and therapy and these you know, modalities of healing, because we need another person to come in and be like, hey, bro, (laughs) let me reflect back to you what's going on, you know, let me like, let me like share what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing. Because sometimes when you you are reflected back to you, you are able to see so clearly, you're like, oh, my God, just having someone else share that with me is creating a sacred witness experience in me. It's amazing. This is how coaching works in a nutshell. Sacred witness energy is transcending the ego. Uh, And you know that I am not a let's break your ego and kill your ego. Like my work is about befriending the ego. The ego is a protector. The ego is your guide. It's your best friend. 
It's the, it's the part of the identity that is the main character of the story. You know, there's thoughts and beliefs and perceptions and ideas and, and all kinds of stuff that make up your current experience of your ego. When you identify too strongly with all of these, you know, if you have rigid definitions of who you are that are associated with the ego, you, you can feel really isolated in yourself. I mean, that's why egoism is, it's a slippery slope inflating the ego because it's never satisfied because its only job is to protect you. And if you are, you know, getting more fame and attention and money and all the things that the ego believes that are important sometimes, it can, it can divorce you from reality. It can divorce you from spirituality is the, is the main reason. I mean, so many people that come to spiritual work and plant medicine work are like, I just need to kill my ego. And it's like, no, that's not really the answer. We want to step back from the influence of the ego. We want to have a power to know that, okay, I love my personality. I love how I am. This is, this is a way that I am, but it's not who I am, period. Who I am is a divine being sent from another dimension to come and experience life, you know? The ego is just one part of a huge expansive self. And you get to decide what that means for you. I am a lotus flower person. I come from lotus people. I've had encounters with all these kinds of parts of me, you know, little bits that I've seen in time. Um, I've had an experience where I was a blue being of light. That is my inner being. That's my highest expression made into a thing that I can understand with my brain. And I've had other people, my ex-partner saw this too. And it was really cool because I'm like, that's how I see myself. Wow. And <laughs> allowing myself to believe that something that I saw in a med medicine vision is true is a transcension of the ego. And it's another part of the sacred witnessing of like, you're not your job. You're not your khakis. You're not your, you're not all this material stuff necessarily. And you also are, you are your body. You're in your body, My, you know, for all intents and purposes, we are our bodies. So I think there's a good balance of being really connected into your body and rooted in. I'm a super grounded spiritual person. I, I believe in experiencing this life. I'm not trying to leave my body. Like I'm here. I want to be really inhabit my body. I want to be embodied and I want to be sweet to my body. That's expansive too. You know, it's not just, we're just spiritual beings. We're just physical beings. We're just emotional beings. We're just mental beings. We're holistic. We have all the elements. We have water, we have air, we have earth, we have fire. We're made of the stuff that makes everything. And transcending the ego is a way to be the witness of all of that and bring it all together in a deeper way. I think one of the most powerful ways of practicing the sacred witness energy is cultivating presence and mindfulness and being where your feet are. Be where your feet are. Be where your feet are. Instead of dwelling on the past, getting stuck in the past, feeling lost and sad about the past, we kind of do a pinball, a pinball thing where we bounce back and forth like, oh my God, past, and then worry about the future, and then depression about the past, and then worry about the future. We don't spend a lot of time in the present. We don't spend a lot of time with what is here now. 
when you start paying attention to what is here now, and you're really looking around and you let go of the stories and you're not picking up the record of like, I have this 50 things to worry about and this isn't going how I want it. You kind of look around and you're like, man, my life isn't bad. I have, I have food on my table. I have uh, money in my bank account. I have uh, beautiful people in my life. And all of that is just getting better and better all the time. And if you can't be present, you can't feel grateful. You can't feel grateful. You can't feel love. And if you can't feel love, it feels pretty bad to be alive sometimes. And uh, that presence is all in your power. And calling your energy back to yourself from where it's wandered off following some random goose chase, like random story, random thought, I have a problem. I mean, how many problems do you have that you've made into problems that are not actually problems? If you have something that you're putting attention to that's negative, let's say, let's say you have a problem with your digestion, like your stomach is hurting, things aren't feeling good, and you are waking up in the morning, you're like, oh my God. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with my stomach. Something's wrong with my stomach. Something's wrong with my stomach. I don't feel good. This doesn't feel good. I'm not, I'm not doing it right. Like something, something isn't working right. Something isn't working right. And that is what you spend all day talking to yourself. Oh my God, something's bad. Something's bad. What do you think is going to happen? Something is bad. Something's going to be bad because you're creating that with your thoughts and your, att your attention and your presence is on, there's a problem. And if there wasn't one before, there will, there will be one because we manifest what we think about. See if you have something like that. See if you can just put it down and be like, okay, I witness you. I will practice sacred witness energy on you. I'm going to witness you. I'm going to just let you be here and watch how I react when I have a thought, ooh, something's wrong with my stomach. And instead of following that and obsessing about it and looping over it, over it, over it, just see it and be like, okay, I see you. You're witnessed. And then put your attention somewhere else. I guarantee you, if you do this, no matter what you have, if you have IBS, you have something, you have a diagnosis, whatever, you're on medication, if you start telling yourself that you're healthy, if you start just letting it be, one of the things I say to myself when I get worried about health things is I trust my body. My body wants to be healthy. My natural state is balance. My natural state is wellness. My natural state is health. I sleep well every night. These are just some of the, the things that I say to myself every day. And the more I say it, the more true it becomes. I have spent like months creating huge problems. Health anxiety is one of my, is one of my, uh, one of my things from my ancestral line. It's one of my ancestral traumas on my grandmother's side is something that, uh, she went through the depression. There's a whole, I pulled on a thread in that and I found it went back. It goes back far, you know, the way that I have worked to heal it with the medicine, but also just in my daily life is witnessing the ways that I keep it alive unconsciously. And so the sacred witness is about bringing the unconscious and making it conscious. We're taking the things that are operating underneath the programs that are running in the background and pulling them into the light and being like, what the fuck is that? I don't want that. I don't want my stomach hurts program. Fuck that. That program's, that program's obsolete. We're going to get rid of that. We got to defrag that. I'm probably saying these words are wrong, but... <laughs> And how you do that is presence. 
Notice when you feel good. Notice when things feel good and lean into it. Milk it. Bask in it. Treat your good feelings like a hot spring. And you are just a sweet little capybara at a spa. Just basking in the glowing amazingness of your own life. Presence is amazing. Being really where you are is so powerful. It's, and it's something that so few people know how to do because our entire society is built on distraction and, and stealing your attention. Advertising is an entire industry that is designed to take your presence from you and, and incept you with problems and the solutions to those problems. So if you have a problem, they'll sell you the solution to it also. You know, you might think like, my presence isn't that useful. Like, it's, it is. It is the most powerful thing that you have. Your attention and where you put it is worth millions of dollars. <laughs> That's why all these companies are spending so much money on ads to try to get your attention. To try to get your attention so that you'll take an unconscious action based on fear. Like, oh, I I need this. If I don't have this, I'll feel bad. It's so under the radar. But that's what's happening in the brain. The brain is just trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you healthy, trying to make you feel good, trying to make the ego feel good. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating what comes to the surface when you start paying attention and being present with what's going on right in front of you. The sacred witness is all about acceptance. Radical self-acceptance. Radical allowing radical acceptance of others. One of the things I really love about my worldview now that I am not really involved in politics at all anymore is understanding that uh, people are going to think how they think. They're going to believe what they believe. And I don't need them to be wrong. I don't need to be right. And I don't need to make them wrong. And I don't need to be involved in any of it at all. It has nothing to do with me. And uh, part of that is an, is an allowing. I don't need to change your mind. I don't need the, there to be a struggle between us. Uh, I need to, what I need to do is cultivate my own presence and my own worldview, my own beliefs and my own values and be in acceptance and be in loving acceptance of people who have different opinions than me. And you're not going to see me hanging out with uh, a bunch of Trump supporters or people who are aggressive around anything. I'm a peaceful person. I don't hang out with, I don't, I don't do politics. It's not my thing. You know, I don't hang out with people that drink a bunch. Like there's just certain types of people that I don't want to be around, but I don't walk around being like, you shouldn't do this. And how come you think this way? And that, that was a lot of what I did when I was political was screaming at the other side, telling them why they were wrong and why I was right. Creating an identity around being against things that doesn't vibe with me at all anymore. And that's because I'm in a place of radical acceptance. And I have to give it to myself first, because if you don't have it for yourself, you can't give it to other people. And that doesn't mean you have to like it. Acceptance doesn't mean agreeance, agreement, you know. Um, acceptance is, is it holds hands with compassion. And compassion is like, we are all just doing the best we can. We're all the same. We all get here the same. We all need air. We all need water. We all need food. We need shelter. We are all the same, regardless of any of these other differences that we have. And it feels good to recognize that because that's like 
not only witnessing yourself and your own humanity, but witnessing the humanity and interconnectedness of all beings and seeing, you know, looking to the into the eyes of a baby bear or, you know, a cat in the zoo and seeing like, I see that you don't belong here, cat. I see that you belong in the woods in a tree in a cave or something. And recognizing that each being is sentient and they have feelings, they have experience, they have understanding. Sometimes it's easier to accept others. It's easier to find compassion for animals than it is for people, for some of us. Especially if you're an animal person. You know, if I get a client who's really into animals, I often use metaphors with animals to help them find the acceptance and love for themselves because they can give it to the animal. They can give it to their dog. Um, I'll often ask like, how would you treat your dog if if your dog ate a whole bag of dog food <laughs> and you came home and you found him and he was like laying there, he's like, oh no, what did I do? He's, he's sick, he doesn't feel good. Would you kick his ass? Would you kick him and tell him he's stupid and ugly and he's never going to be thin and how dare he? No. You would see that he made a mistake and he feels terrible and you would send, you would give him love. Um, that radical self-acceptance is witnessing. It's witnessing your own humanity. It's witnessing your own shame and, and shining a light inside of yourself and telling yourself everything in here is okay. There is nothing wrong about me. There is nothing bad about me. Not any more so than anybody, you know? We all have our stuff, man. We all have our, our darkness. Everybody's got it. Everybody has it. We all have the ca capacity to do terrible things. The difference between people that end up acting on the terrible things and not is often so many things. Privilege, education, being loved. What kind of trauma did you have? If you have choices, that's a gift. A lot of people don't get access to even think about this kind of stuff. We have to be compassionate. We have to recognize that we're all on the path, whether we know it or not. And the fact that we become conscious and we are participating in our own evolution and our own healing is a huge gift. That itself is witnessing. You are coming online and you are waking up and you are witnessing not only yourself, but what's happening in humanity. And you're seeing, okay, there's all these people that don't know. You can't blame them. They don't know. You were ignorant just like them. Radical acceptance is accepting people where they are and being the wise sage and recognizing the humanity of everyone and the divineness of every living thing. And every everything has a spirit. The plants, the rocks, the trees. Everything is alive. Rocks are alive. Being the sacred witness allows you to connect to spirit. It's a beautiful way to... Open your heart to all that is and recognize that you're not alone. You know, you, there's a sacred witness witnessing you in this moment and it's everything that is. Everything is watching you. Everything is supporting you. Everything is here listening to you. You matter. You matter. And it feels really good to open to that. To, to know that when you ask, it is given. When you open your heart, spirit is there. And that spirit is always speaking to you all the time through all kinds of cool ways. And when you start looking for the messages, you start finding them because they're everywhere. And then you're like, how did I not see this before? 
there's a sacred witness watching over all of us and showing us how to do it, you know? And if you don't know how to feel that or experience it, find a mountain. The mountains are the old witnesses. They've been here watching this whole time. They've been here witnessing and holding and being present. They're just, they're just here to, to, to witness. <laughs> uh, mountains are so, so, such a beautiful example of witness energy, of sacred, ancient patience. The real tip on the sacred witness, though, is integration. There is a process that happens um, when you are trying to heal where something wants to change, right? Something wants to shift. Maybe a perception, maybe a belief, maybe an understanding, maybe a behavior. You got old patterns coming up, maybe trauma responses. You've got ways of being that don't, you don't want to keep them around anymore. So you, you have an awareness of all that, right? Like, okay, you got one foot in the old way and you're trying to move a foot into the new way. And so you're sort of straddling these, these two ways and you're present, you're with it. It's happening. There is a part of this process of change where you are going from the old way and going into the new way. And the bridge of that is the sacred bridge of transition, like I talked about in the first episode of this, of this season, is witnessing yourself. So you're awake and you are aware and you're like, you notice something in yourself. I mean, this entire podcast is me being in this process. <laughs> this entire podcast has been me witnessing myself in all different kinds of, like everything that I talk about is inspired by this experience. And I just, I just realized that like this year, as I witnessed myself in a breakup, I, wit I witnessed myself in a grief process. I witnessed myself in, you know, something happened that I couldn't handle nor in the normal way. My, I, my system was overloaded and I saw old coping mechanisms come out like, you know, food. And I went into freeze, freeze mode a lot. I was just so, I was so sad. I couldn't do anything. I just sort of collapsed and binge watched, you know, the Gilmore Girls and, and waited uh, for something to happen. When you are trying to change, there will be a time where you are still doing the old thing. And people get so frustrated by this because it's fucking frustrating. <laughs> You're like, I know better. I want to do something else. Why do I keep doing this old thing? You know, why do I keep going back to this old thing that I don't love that makes me feel like crap? It doesn't resonate. I know it doesn't resonate. Why am I still doing it? And the answer is you have to. You have to keep experiencing it as a higher conscious version of yourself, as a witness. You are the observer. So you're in the problem at the beginning. You're deep in it. You can't see a way out of it. You're stuck. You're trapped. You're hopeless. You're lost. You need help. Whatever. Then you start to move out of being, being so focused on the problem. Then you're witnessing. You're watching yourself dive into the deep end of the problem. And every time you do it, you're like, oh, 
I hate this pool. This pool sucks. It's not fun. It doesn't feel good. It's burning me. Let me out of here. And the witnessing part is so fucking frustrating because you just see yourself doing an old thing and you're like, God, am I ever going to get rid of this? Am I ever going to stop doing this? Am I ever, am I ever going to move away from this? And there's a lot of resistance there because you don't want the old thing. You want the new thing. So you're resisting the old thing. And a lot of times the old thing will hold on really tight because it wants to be fucking witnessed. It wants to be seen. It wants to be acknowledged. Part of the witnessing process and the acknowledgement is owning your shit. If you're watching something and you're witnessing yourself in it, you need to say, hey, I see you. I see that you're hurting and this is how you cope with it. I see that you're in pain and I see how you are coping with it and I'm not judging you for it anymore. I'm not making you bad for it anymore. I'm not making you wrong for wanting love or attention or using food or alcohol or whatever it is to cope. I am not putting blame or shame on you anymore. I'm just here. And I'm going to be here with you for as long as it needs for you to grow out of this. And that's what you're doing. You're growing out of it. And it's just, it's so uncomfortable, this process. It's Ugh, I, I have walked with clients through so many different ones of these addictions and, you know, things that people want to put down and they come back and it's, it's a process of being patient. And when you know that you're the witness and that it's, this is part of the process and you accept that and you're like, okay, I don't have to make this wrong. I don't have to make myself wrong. I don't have to make this bad. I don't have to be mean to myself about this. I can love myself through this that's when it starts to change. When you start looking at it and you're witnessing and you're in that sacred witness energy and you're like laughing about it, you're like, God, you're so stubborn. This, you know, this thing you're doing is like really irritating and it doesn't feel good, but it's okay. It's there. This is part of it. It's fine. We can't change it in this moment. We can love it. And when it comes up, give it love, give it honor. Thank you. Thank you for protecting me binge eating. Thank you for helping me have space to not feel things for a little while watching TV. Thanks for, well, I see now why I crave attention. So thanks for the attention and thanks for showing me that I don't want to get it in that way. You know, there's so many different ways you can look at it. And if you can rock with yourself in the witness phase of the change, oh man, when you move out of it, it feels so good because you just, you're just like, you're integrated. It becomes part of you. And then you don't fall in that old hole anymore. It's like a profound spiritual growth. It's a, it's an awakening. It's a, it's a blooming of you. You can do all of this consciously. This is something that you have complete power to, to practice and to do. You know, all we're here for is to become whole to to be authentic af be your fucking self as fuck <laughs> be yourself with no apologies and we think oh i need to change i need to be different no you don't you need to be who you are underneath all the stuff that isn't you that's the work deprogram yourself from this shit and the way that you do that is you got to see the programs that are running how do you see that sacred witness then you have to decide okay these don't resonate with me. I'm going to install some new programs. How do you do that? Sacred witness. 
the sacred witness can infiltrate anything because the sacred witness is impartial. It's super powerful. It can go anywhere inside of you and bring compassion and love and presence and spirit. And it swoops in and it hangs with you until it doesn't need to be there anymore. The sacred witness is a powerful healer. I don't think that that gets talked about enough. I think everything is so, <laughs> everything in the healing and spirituality is so like, let's do things. Let's do super hard processes and something like that. Like it's slow. This work is soft family. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be hard. We have enough hard feeling. We have enough harshness. We have enough pain. We have enough suffering. If your healing path is making you feel worse and Okay, I will be the first to admit that sometimes it feels worse before it gets better. Yes, true. But my question is like, is it sustainable? Sacred witness practice is so, it's easy. Uh, it's not fun all the time. But it's not like you're spending hundreds of dollars on supplements or like, you know, it doesn't require anything. It just requires your presence and curiosity about yourself. And, the, and being open to the belief that you're not just this body, you're not just a collection of trauma responses and stories and narratives about who you are. You're not just part of a group or part of a, a religion or a political party or any of that stuff. There's a deeper you that's wanting to show you who it is. You know who you are. People tell me all the time, I'm stuck, I'm lost, I don't know. And I say, that's not true. It's not true. You have all the answers. They are being revealed to you as you are ready to receive them. It wouldn't be a very fun movie if everything happened at the beginning. Like, we're on a journey, family. Let's enjoy it, yeah? Let me know what you think about this sacred witness business. I think it's cool. Uh, thanks for nerding out with me about this. And um, I want to let you know that I have a few spots open for private coaching clients. If you are looking to get some support on this path, hit me up. Do a free call with me. We can meet and talk about where you are, where you want to go. How can I help you get there and get the support that you need? You can do single session or you can work with me for three months, six months, a year, however long you need. And we do it in a fun and loving way. So visit my website, SinclairFleetwood.com. Click on work with me and you can find out more how to sign up. Um, and I can be your coach. Have a great day. See you next time, family.